generational wellness. Generational wellness. Oh, generational wellness. Generational wellness. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast. This platform is designed to empower communities to create generational wellness. Join me on this journey as we turn self-care into a lifestyle and close the racial health gap, one healthy habit at a time. I'm your host, Recovery Ray. Let's listen, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast. I'm your host, Recovery Ray. Now, it has been a while since we published a podcast on our platform. I would say it has definitely been the longest break since November 2020. That was when we had, you know, we made the commitment to produce a show every week. And I think I, I went to Spotify yesterday to just look at the show. And I saw the, the date that we last posted the show was on October 15th. So it has been about a month. And, you know, for me, I think there's so much that goes into recording, editing, publishing, right, producing all of the things that go into creating a show. And over the last month, it, it made more sense to invest energy in different aspects of Balance Period as a business. And so for me, I was leaning into that. I was accepting that that was the case. And I just prioritized time to focus on other things, which I think will produce greater impact and greater value that Balance Period as a platform is able to provide. So I appreciate you all's patience, and it is a blessing to be back with you for today's episode. I am going to be doing a wellness check-in similar to what I did during the last episode that was posted. So I'll be doing an update on the journey that I've been on since my annual exam this year. I'll talk more about specifics as to what's going on with these blood tests and these doctors and, and all that good stuff. I'll also be going through my data. So the data that I have on WHOOP for my performance assessment from October, I'll also be talking about some of the data that I collect from my FIT index scale. So I'll really just dive deep into that. And then I'll finish it off with sharing some intentions that I have while also talking about a word. And the word in particular will be stewardship. I'll talk a little bit more about what that word means to me and the impact that I've seen it have on my life and the value that I believe practicing stewardship and being intentional about the stewards that we are of the resources we have, the impact that that can have on our quality of life. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that too. Before we go into the meat of today's content, we got to start it off with a mindful moment as usual. So we'll be doing three rounds of breathing. We'll actually do balanced breathing today. So it'll be a six second inhale paired with a six second exhale, right? It's equal amount of time you breathe in as you breathe out. I'll count us through the first couple rounds of that. And then for the last round, I'll allow you to manage that flow on your own. The end of those three deep breaths will guide us through a brief awareness practice to focus our attention and energy in on the present moment. And so as you all know, the first place that we start is paying attention to our posture. We want to be upright yet relaxed. It's funny. I just said, yeah, relaxed and my shoulders dropped. So I think my shoulders were also tight a moment ago and I wasn't even paying attention to it. So shout out to these mindful moments by, you know, providing us the space to just be more in tune with our physical bodies. So upright yet relaxed. 
I'll count us down three, two, one. As you inhale, inhale through your nose. As you exhale, exhale through your mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. Three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Last one. Inhale. And exhale. Allow your breathing to return to its normal pattern. Now I want you to notice the contact that your body is making to the surface beneath you. Really feel where those connections are being made. Could be your feet against the floor, your back against your chair, whatever is most salient for you. Now notice any physical sensations you can feel as you inhale and exhale. It could be movement in your chest or abdomen or the cooling or warming sensations you feel as you breathe in and out. Just really pay attention to those physical sensations. Now I want you to focus your attention on the muscles of your neck and shoulders. I want you to notice if there's any tightness or tension that you feel in those muscles. And on this next exhale, I want you to give those muscles the permission to relax. Feel free to do any movement that feels good in order to aid these muscles in relaxing. It could be a, a neck roll or a shoulder roll. Just find some ease in the muscles of your neck and shoulders. Good. Now, if your mind has wandered from this practice, that's okay. That's normal. Just gently and kindly bring your attention back to your breathing. Now, as you rest in this place of ease, I want you to bring your attention to something that you're grateful for. It could be a person, a place, or a thing. Whatever it may be for you, just focus on what you're grateful for and notice any sensations you feel as you focus on what you're grateful for. And let's take one more deep breath together. If your eyes are closed, slowly begin to blink them open. Welcome back. I think one of the things that stuck out to me during that experience was really tuning into what my body was feeling. 
I talk about the importance of setting those mindful moment reminders and checking in with yourself during the day. And I think for me, especially, and I'll talk more about it as I give you updates on my annual exam. To me, it's been so important to just know what I'm feeling and to be in tune with what I'm feeling physically. And yes, I think naturally it comes from my current life circumstances that are prompting me to be more aware. But for me, understanding the impact that it can have on how preventative we are about how we care for ourselves, like that's where the true value lies in understanding what your normal is and then being able to identify if there's things that are a little outside of the norm for you that you may need to focus your attention and energy on, right? I also think our bodies tell us things sometimes before they get to a point to where it's something that is like unmanageable to where we're in like severe pain. Our bodies cue us. It gives us some, you know, a heads up like, hey, probably should start paying attention to this a little bit more. But when we aren't carving out space to just be mindful and be present and to check in with ourselves, we miss out on those signals. And then it's not until we're in unbearable pain or we are ill, right, and we're sick and our bodies like shut down, then we realize, oh, something's off. So that was what I was grateful for from that experience, just understanding the impact that something as simple as a mindful moment can have on our ability to expand our awareness of how we feel and the ripple effect that that has on our overall health, well-being, and quality of life. So thank you for participating in today's Mindful Moment. And as I mentioned before, I encourage you to carve out tiny spaces of time throughout your day to pause, breathe, check in with yourself, and focus your attention and energy on the here and now. Are you looking to enhance your well-being and create greater balance in your life? I am proud to introduce Balance Period's new wellness coaching sessions. This transformational one-on-one coaching experience is designed to help you execute at optimizing your health. Whether you're struggling with stress or seeking better sleep quality or simply aiming to increase your overall life satisfaction, our coaches are here to help guide you every step of the way. As a listener of this podcast, you can use the code RECOVERYRAY at checkout to unlock an exclusive 10% off discount on your coaching session. Don't wait. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and book your wellness coaching session today. That's shop.balanceperiod.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so let me go ahead and kind of paint the picture for those of you that didn't listen to the last episode. I recommend you go back because I won't go as in-depth for like the early uh, parts of, of what happened. But just to set the scene, back in September, I did my annual exam. And normally with annual exams come blood tests. I'm grateful that I have been leveraging Inside Tracker as a way to get more consistent blood tests because just one touch point I don't believe is enough for us to really be preventative about the care that we give to ourselves. And so after a few blood tests early in the year, um, my doctor noticed that there was a biomarker that was normally and that is associated with inflammation in the liver that was elevated slightly. And so we ended up getting another blood test during my annual exam and it showed that it was still elevated. So I was recommended to a gastroenterologist. I saw that gastroenterologist last month. Um, That was after the ultrasound that came from that 
you know, third elevated level. And essentially, you know, she checked me out. I wasn't experiencing any symptoms at the time. So everything, you know, seemed like it was pointing to something that was potentially a negative, not meaning that it's bad, but that like, this is just a bit of an anomaly in my blood work. Um, but then after looking through, you know, my family history and just the, you know, the, the tests in general saying like, okay, well, let's look a little bit deeper and let's do some more blood work. So I did an additional panel last month. The majority of the biomarkers came back okay. And actually the one that originally had me seeing a gastroenterologist or getting the ultrasound in the first place, uh, that actually was lower. Even though it was still a little elevated, it was, it was lowered. Um, but there was one biomarker that is a little bit higher. And I don't think I had ever gotten it measured yet. So this is like the first touch point that I had for it. So my gastroenterologist recommended that I get another one. So a follow-up blood, blood test just to see, just have multiple data points to determine if this is something that is elevated or if it's, if it's okay. So that's where I'm at. Still in this phase of discovery. Um, I think I wanted to highlight that today because it takes time. And sometimes, you know, things take longer than others. But I, I started this process in September. It is, we went through October and now it's November. So it's been a, a couple months, but, you know, I'm still feeling good. I'm still checking in with myself, noticing if I am experiencing any symptoms of any kind. I'm keeping track of it, keeping note of it so that I can have conversations about them, you know, with my doctor the next time I see them. And that'll be in December. So I think it's important to practice patience as something that I've been doing, um, but also understanding the value of committing to investing in my health and well-being, right? Because I've made that commitment, even though I really I haven't gotten any interventions or anything from my doctors around things to do in the meantime. They're just like, okay, I'll see you, you know, next month. In my mind, I'm like, there's going to be a significant amount of time, enough time to like integrate something new into my lifestyle that can potentially have a positive impact on what I'm experiencing. And so because I made that commitment, I have the level of awareness. I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I have access to resources to be able to make those investments. You know, I'm doing what I can do to the best of my ability to make sure that I am aligning my mindset and the habits I practice with my mind and body's optimal function. So that as I continue along this journey, I'm not just waiting for them to tell me something and then I react. I'm continuing to invest. I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to, you know, rest and do the things that I feel are in alignment with, you know, me feeling good and functioning at my best. So that is the update. I'm still feeling well. I will keep you all updated next month when I do my reflection, um, just so that you all are able to know kind of just the progress, right? The different steps that have been taken um, along this journey. So let's go ahead and talk about my WHOOP data. So as you all know, a lot of the goals I set around different things that I want to see shift in my health and well-being come from the data that I collect using WHOOP. Last month, after doing my reflection on the data, and I have my note card here, I'm, I'm reading from this to make sure that I keep things consistent with what I mapped out in my mind prior to the show. Um, there was an 80% sleep performance. That's what I wanted to maintain or increase. I think I was at 79 last month. So I wanted for the month of October to get that back up to 80%. I wanted to increase my HRV to get it as close or above 50 
and then I wanted to lower my resting heart rate. I mentioned that by nature of keeping my sleep performance high and increasing my HRV, naturally, my resting heart rate should go down. But those are the primary three metrics that I was looking to see some shifts in over the month. Now, I talked a little bit about some of the interventions that I was doing, right? One, it was being more intentional about what I was consuming and just knowing that that does have an impact on things like my sleep and also some of the, you know, biometric things that I was experiencing or am experiencing. So that was one of the things I wanted to do. That was one of the intentions, of course, sleep. So making sure I'm getting consistent sleep, going to bed, waking up at around the same times. If I am, you know, lower in my sleep performance to integrate naps into my day in order to offset any sleep I didn't get during the night. So that was definitely something that I was focusing on integrating. Um, And then my overall mental diet. So just like understanding what I'm consuming, um, knowing that I get and I become what I think about most of the time. So just being intentional about my mental diet and its alignment with the, the metrics that I wanted to see change in my life. So let me go ahead and pull up my assessment so that I can reference it. Last month, my sleep performance went up by 2%. And even though I should say my sleep, my restorative sleep in total went down by 11 minutes. And so for me, the most important thing was sleep performance. Um, yes, I think restorative sleep is important, but depending on the season, you know, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. I think that's also the beauty of tracking your data because it may, or you may experience some big shifts early on or at certain stages, but in most cases, you know, you know where your baseline is and you just go a little bit above or a little bit below. And that's really just how you trend, right? So I think it's really cool to see, you know, what impacts that, but it's these micro changes that we're looking for um, because that is honestly, that's where the magic happens as it relates to development, to improvement. Um, It's really about making micro changes consistently over time. So when I look at, and we'll talk more about the sleep here in a moment, but it then goes down to my training behavior. So I increased my number of activities. Um, I was walking, playing basketball, weightlifting, um, did some manual labor. And then there were, it says all other activities is like 21. So there's just various other things that I tracked and that I did throughout the month. Um, My total activity duration went down. So it was 33 hours out of the month I spent moving. Um, It was 39 hours or closer to 40 the month before. Uh, My strain, my average strain went down a little bit and the average activity duration went down a little bit. So those are some things that I do just keep in mind. Uh, And, you know, when I see where my activities are coming from, I, you know, I, I know, okay, maybe this is just the duration that it takes to do this. And I know that this number has kind of been creeping down since I stopped running because that used to be a big chunk of like how long I was been doing something. So these metrics, I'm not too concerned about, but I just keep them in mind as I begin to think about how I'm investing my time and energy into movement during the next month. So strain month over month went down. It was 14.7, went down to 13.4, just doing less, right? Like doing less, I would say cardio or like less duration of cardio, I should say. I was still integrating it, but just not as long as I I had been before. Um, my, my recovery. So my recovery went from a 66% to a 67 and that's great. Both of those are in the green essentially. So my body is, is really operating at a high level, which I'm grateful for. 
there were also a few days last month where I was actually in the red. It was due to travel um, and then just, you know, not getting my normal sleep, drinking alcohol a couple of times like that actually impacted my recovery. But to see that overall throughout the month, I, I experienced an increase was great. And then finally, my sleep performance went from a 79 percent to 80 percent. For those of you that are not familiar with sleep performance, that's the amount of sleep you get versus the amount of sleep your body needs on a nightly basis. And collectively throughout the month, I was able to reach that first goal that I mentioned, getting an 80 percent sleep performance. So that was really great to see. Um, and as I mentioned before, what I was doing consistently, taking naps when I need to and then, you know, managing or I should say balancing the strain and restful activities that I did. So like napping is one of those restful activities, but sometimes it's just like just not moving my body and just like being on the couch for a little bit, whether it's reading, watching a TV show, just like giving my body the space to just like be definitely helps me make sure that I'm balancing my strain and, you know, what sleep I actually need that day in order to, you know, keep my performance high. Training behavior, I love to see this. This is where it shows you if you're in a more restorative state, if you're in an optimal state, or if you're overreaching. Um, if you are a first-time listener or didn't really listen to Wellness Wednesdays, during the time that I was training for the ultra marathon, it was I was constantly overreaching. I was just always putting my body in that position. Since then, I've been able to find a more optimal state. And over the last month, I'm grateful that that was able to be the case as well. I went into the overreaching slightly, but the vast majority of my time was spent in that optimal range for me. So it's a blessing to see that. I'm grateful for that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to continuing to stay there and to see how the, the shift in seasons may impact that. Because I'm not 100% sure what that'll look like. All right. My HRV, unfortunately, that did not increase yet. I'll say over the last few weeks, I have been able to see increases in that. Um, but it didn't go down month over month. It stayed at 48, so there was a 0% change. I'm okay with maintaining and now really focusing on getting that number up. Um, great, what was great to see with my resting heart rate, though, is that went down one beat per minute. So it was a 2% decrease, which, as I said, if it's below a 60, I'm solid. But I like to keep it around a 55, 56 if I can. So I'll be looking to get that going downward a little bit more um, over this next month. So that is my WHOOP data. I talk about it all the time. We can only manage what we measure. And so I primarily use WHOOP as a way to measure some of those key metrics that are directly correlated with my quality of life, with how I feel, how I function. And I leverage the data on a consistent basis to determine what updates I need to make to my sustainable self-care system. What habits do I need to pull out? What habits do I need to add? What habits do I need to continue to invest into? in order to see shifts and changes in my health and well-being that are positive on a month-to-month -month basis. And honestly, the beautiful part is I can do this on a day-to-day -day basis, week-to-week -week basis, and month-to-month -month basis. The data allows me to do that. So it's a blessing to use this platform, this tool. I highly recommend you look into it if you don't already have one or have a trusted device that you use. If you're interested, you can go to join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. You'll get the device and one month of service for free to give it a trial. If you like it, you can continue. If not, never have to use it again. But I highly recommend you give it a try if you're not already leveraging technology to help you be more intentional about how you invest in your health and well-being. We can only manage what we measure. 
That's why we partnered with Woo, so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's move on. So let me get my note card to make sure that I got everything I want to cover. Annual exam update, Whoop data review, fit index review. So the fit index scale is another tool that I use. I stand on it. And it gives me insights on my body fat, my skeletal muscle, my overall like fat-free body weight. So aside from fat, like how much I weigh, um, it's a various different other things that it measures for me. I was able to see increase. So long story short, boil that down. I was able to see increase. Uh, my weight increased. I'm at like a 192 on there. And I haven't been 190 since like, I don't know. September 2022 like it's been a minute since I've been that that heavy and so I think a lot of it just came from running I was a lot more lean the first half of this year now that I'm doing more strength training um, I'm, I'm just putting on a little bit more more weight and the beautiful part about that was is that I'm not necessarily putting on more fat my fat percentage increased just slightly but my muscle mass increased by like three pounds so of the about five pounds I think I was 187 before this last one of the five pounds, a little over three pounds was muscle. So grateful to see that. I'm moving in the right direction. Having muscle is is good for us, right? There's a lot of health benefits that come from having muscle and, of course, doing the strength training that brings about that muscle. So I'm blessed. I'm grateful that that's the case, and I'm going to continue to just keep track of the, the small things that may shift and change in this data month to month as I weigh myself over time. If you're interested in that, if you go to the show notes of this episode, there will be a link for sustainable self-care system discounts. The Fit Index, the Fit Index scale, the link to that is on there. So you can see the exact scale that I use to get this data on a monthly basis. So my intentions to kind of come to the close of the show, my intentions are really around rest, reflection, and recharging. That's really what I'm feeling like is most important for this stage of life, uh, for where I'm at right now. Prioritizing time to rest, to give my mind and body the time to just be, right? To not need to go anywhere, do anything, just be, and to engage in activities that are, are recharging me. Resting in general is recharging, but then there's also activities that I found that I can practice that contribute to me experiencing more energy and feeling more energized, you know, from the inside out, not just physically, but also mentally and, and spiritually as well. And so that's just what I'm, I'm feeling and what that looks like. You know, some of the things that I am planning on incorporating, I haven't set any of these in stone yet, but of my arsenal, these are some of the things that are valuable for me going to my chiropractor or even getting a massage, you know, shout out to divine alignment. They do both a, massage and they also do energy work too which is really cool 
going to the recovery room. Shout out to the recovery room. Um, there's a new cold plunge spot. I don't know exactly the name of that one, but once if I go, I'll definitely let you all know what my experience is like too. So those are various different activities. I'm going for walks. So I just thought of a new one before I move forward. Um, I actually went to a new park up here near Fishers yesterday. I don't remember the name of it. Richie, I think Richie Park, something like that. It was nice. It was a, I don't even know what they call it. It was not a reservation, a nature reserve. That's what it's called, a nature reserve. But yeah, those are some of the activities that I know help me rest and recharge. And so those are some of the things that I'll be looking to integrate amongst, you know, travel. Um, I am getting to go down to San Antonio for Thanksgiving. So who knows? I might, you know, go find a path down there and walk. But regardless, those are some of the actions that I plan on taking in order to experience some of what my intentions are for this next month or so until we, we check in again. So let's see. Got my intention. Oh, let me make sure I got everything. Here's a note card. Intentions, rest, reflect, recharge. Got that stewardship. Stewardship. I got a chance to have a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. Shout out to Dio. And he he told me about a time here recently that he got to see my parents. They came up to South Bend. And he said, man, like your parents, like they literally look like they get younger. Like they're just thriving. And I'm like, I know it's a blessing to see. Like, it's really cool. I talk a lot about modeling and, you know, leading by example. And my parents do a phenomenal job of that. And to like literally watch them and like they haven't aged and I don't know how long, <laughs> which is, is really dope to, you know, get to watch. But when I thought about like why, one of the words that came to mind was stewardship. Like I've gotten to see their experience in a lot of different domains of their life, right? And of their wellness. And of course, these things ebb and flow as time progresses. But one of the things that I saw consistent across my parents' experience, at least from what they demonstrated, was stewardship. They have been stewards of the resources that they've had for as long as I've known them. And I think a lot of the intention behind the stewardship was, you know, focused in on their relationship with Christianity and like being in the church. And, you know, it, we talked a lot about stewardship. I remember hearing a lot about it. Of course, I was a kid. I don't really think it. I absorbed it and like I like knew what it meant. But I think that it was still seeds that were planted. But like they were they would always give. They would always give and they would give with a smile on their face. Even when people didn't do them right, they would still give. They would still be. They would still show up. They were good stewards. And something that I now am aware of, and we talked about it back in the day too, but it was like, you know, you sowing seed, you planting seed, and, you know, you'll reap a harvest tenfold, hundredfold. And I think for them, you know, they're experiencing that harvest right now. Like my dad worked for, man, like 50 years straight, you know? And now he's retired, he's able to live his life, you know, he's healthy. They're thriving now. And for me, I think it's really inspiring to see. I also see it as an opportunity for me to redefine what stewardship looks like and redefine what reaping a harvest looks like. I don't necessarily have to wait until a certain point in order to reap a harvest. I can reap that harvest each and every day that I get an opportunity to be here. And I'm grateful to have that mindset and to be able to tap into that and experience that. 
because I think it would be a disservice to me and the people that I get to serve if I lived my life from a perspective where I was waiting on something in order to feel happy and to feel fulfilled and to, you know, absorb value from life because it's here to absorb each and every day. There's abundance. There's a lot of it. It's everywhere. So shout out to my parents for demonstrating what stewardship looks like. Shout out to them for continuing to lead by example. And what I would say, you know, one of the things I'm taking for myself is really just doing an audit, right? What resources do I have access to? How am I utilizing those resources? Like, what am I doing with them and why? Questions like that in every domain of your life, whether it's your physical health, mental, emotional, right, spiritual, financial, how are you using the resources you have? Are you a good steward over those resources? And are there any opportunities to become a better steward? I think the answer to that question is always a yes. But based on how we respond to being aware that there's opportunities for improvement will impact if we actually take the actions that we need to take in order to experience that improvement. So shout out to my parents. Be a good steward. That's the final word. Be a good steward. and enjoy yourself while you travel along that journey of becoming a better steward over the resources you have, because I can guarantee you it's only a matter of time before you experience that harvest from your stewardship on a daily basis. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you for tuning into this episode of the balance period podcast. A couple of things I want to leave you with as usual. The first Invest in your wellness because you are worth the investment. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. All you have to do in order to be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Balance Period Podcast, and I look forward to having you tune in to the next show. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If this was your first time tuning in, welcome. We recommend you listen to at least three episodes of the show and integrate one thing that you learn from each into your daily life. Remember to subscribe share and engage with us on social media our handle on tiktok is at balance period pod and our handle on every other social media platform is at balance period until next time continue to learn continue to grow and continue to create your balance period